Welcome back, friends and scoundrels, uh, to our show. <laughs> uh, I'm Brand. I'm Lynn. And today we're starting our Adventure Log series, which is where we talk about some of our games. We had originally tried to record them, but that didn't work out because we have two children, and one of our players also has two children who are always there in the background. Because we play at his house. So the recording didn't quite work out. And it's just hard to keep track of making sure things are going right. So we're going to just start talking about it so that way there's a little bit of relevance to what we're doing. So that way it doesn't just look like we're a bunch of goobers talking about things without having any background in it. I don't think <laughs> it changes our gooberness at all. No, but we like less a little less goobery. <laughs> I don't think there's anything wrong with our gooberousness. <laughs> this kind of gives a little support for us talking about things that we're going to start talking about. We actually put the first episode up of our podcast, if you will, talking about multiclassing. Um, so we'll start by what module we're running. Right now we're running Last Mine of Fandelver to work that into um, Storm King's Thunder. And... It's our first time running anything real serious, so this is my first actual experience running a campaign as a dungeon master. Uh, I've run a bunch of one-shots for you and Matt, trying to get everything hashed out, and the kids, and... Back to the point. <laughs> this module, you're DMing. We've got four players. Three? Four. Four. I can count. So, coming around, we've got Frank, or as he's recently become to known because of a typo on my part, Thank. And then you are playing Leia. Frank is a... Oh, yeah. I suppose you type that type. He is a ranger. I forget what race he is. Beastmaster Ranger. I think he's half elf or an elf. I think he's a wood elf. He's a wood elf. Uh, wood elf, Beastmaster Ranger. Who is raised by wolves. Who was literally, liter literally raised by wolves, which means he took the Outlander background. And he's brand new to the game. He sat in on with us on one of the games, one of the things we ran, places. You'll have to excuse the random squeaking. The cats have decided that it's time to fight. <laughs> um, and he's, for being a ranged ranger, our heavy hitter. Um, I blame that on your dice, though. I wish he'd get his own. But whatever. <laughs> I, I'm not that kind of DM. I'm here for you guys. Um, anything else about Frank? Uh... No, I think that covers him. His basics. It's his basics. Uh, you're playing Leia. Leia, a human grave cleric with a criminal background. She was a grave robber before she died, but was granted a second chance at life as a cleric for the first time as penance for her crimes. And then there's... Zip. Zip. Um, 
I forget his full name, but I know Kirk Eye is part of it. But we just call him Zip. He is a cobalt druid who's in the service of a lord of some sort. I don't know. A lot of that was, we started fleshing it out. A lot of that went out the window. He doesn't really have too much of a background. He was kind of spared by an adventuring party that killed his group, I think, and he survived and is working for this guy now. And that brings us to Matt, who's playing... Face Bruiser. Face Bruiser. Who is a Kenku? Kenku monk. Had a pretty decent backstory for that one. But... His monastery was burned and he's seeking revenge. And he ended up in the Underdark somehow at some point. Well... Or no, that's where he was saved from. It was like family was killed or something or he ran away. Ended up in the Underdark. Then was picked up by this monastery. And then they were all killed by bandits. So we all met in a tavern? No, did not meet in a tavern, oddly enough. <laughs> well, so we all met in a prison? A quarter, a quarter of the team met in, the, met in a tavern, kind of. Pretty much started off, you and Frank had been arrested and are being charged with helping the Crown out to deal with these bandits and... A settlement where they believe they found an old town called Fandelvin. New Fandelin. Well, the old town was Fandelin. Mm-hmm. I've decided to call it New Fandelin because that makes sense in my world, in my brain space. And you were caught robbing graves, which is a very heinous crime. A little bit. And. Frank, being raised by wolves, has no social etiquette, so he killed a deer and tracked it down and skinned it just inside the town, in front of everybody. So we've been arrested and are now having to pay off our debt to society, and Zip is our parole officer. Yes, he's your chaperone. (laughs) So, interesting concept, brand new to clericking, no family, nothing really of import to you other than your wagon and Frank who doesn't have anything at all under the care of a two-foot tall kobold <laughs> you guys are charged with going to help out going through town a little bit and never winter is that where we start yes uh, you go around town a little bit you're trying to find and this is session one by the way got to <laughs> we're probably gonna lose track again even though we went through this, kind of gives ourselves a better idea of what was going on. Because it's been a almost year. a year. Um, going around Neverwinter, trying to get maybe some idea of things. Go to one or two of your contacts. And as you're passing by the tavern that has an outdoor seating area, right? You guys are talking about finding bandits and this weird bird man just starts kind of following you. Interface Bruiser. So, you do what you can. I wasn't really the best things at this point and hadn't anticipated any of the running around talking to contacts. So. Sorry. Lesson learned. (laughs) Or lesson pointed out, not learned. (laughs) So, you're getting ready to leave town. Go to. You're almost at the gates and the small dwarf comes running up to you guys. 
who is also going to new Fandolin and has a cart of supplies that he would like you to escort that is leaving the next day. And that kind of my way of forcing the setup for running Lost Mine the way that it's kind of supposed to be. Just using some of the things that are there. You guys eventually agree to do this. Run around, do a bunch of stuff, trying to find a place to stay for the night. That was a little entertaining. <laughs> Just tried climbing in a window and got pushed out or something, didn't you? No, it was occupied. Is it occupado? Yes. I attempted to break into the wrong room. And I think you just ended up staying with the cart, well, the whole team, because it was free. Yeah, we didn't have any money at this point. We had just gotten out of incarceration. Yes. Then stay, rest, everybody leaves for the day to head to New Fandelin, escorting this cart of goods. And along the way, you notice that there's a couple dead horses with arrows sticking in them. And you decided that it was none of your business to continue it on to town. <laughs> and... Headed, uh, go into New Fandelin, uh, deliver the cart to where it's supposed to be delivered, which is Baratheon's provisions or whatever. Or was it the... The Miner's Exchange? Yeah, the Fandelin Miner's Exchange, I think it was. Tried to haggle over getting your gold, but the merchant of the exchange was not in charge of paying you. That was supposed to be on Obeg and the Rock Seekers, so he tells you to go find them. Go find them. They're worried about their friends. Because Sildar and Olbeg hadn't showed up the day before like they were supposed to. Because they had top secret information or something. It's probably those horses we saw. Probably was. And it did come to light, you know, I think somebody mentioned that they had seen horses on the way and described one of them and it matched a description. So we ended up having to go back and make the dead horses our business. Yes. <laughs> if we wanted to get paid. Go back, ambushed by goblins, then a trek through the woods. Falling into pit traps. Falling into traps. And then we started Cragmile Hideout. And we got through the wolves, the druid being capable of shape changing, changed into one of the wolves, or a wolf. Didn't really matter. And put a chain around it so it could impersonate one of the wolves having broken free and act as a scout. Uh, one hit wonder, Mr. Fank. <laughs> Taking out the goblin on the bridge. One of his, I think that was the start of the excellent rolls, wasn't it? It was. Got up to the next level and finished that battle, and that's kind of where we had to end for session one, because we just ran out of time. So session two, finishing up Cragmaw, going into the actual main boss's hideout, cross the bridge, find Sildar, a little bit of role playing with one of the goblins, trying to get information out of him. That was kind of fun. A little bit better on my part compared to a lot of other times and things before. That's something that our group was working on, I think, to a degree. <laughs> Getting better. And then some role playing with Sildar. Had to take a rest because it was towards the end of the day anyways. But Sildar needed to heal up and feel better because his old veteranness was beat up. Um, but come to light, Olbeg did actually get away from the initial goblin attack. But still hadn't made it to town so we had to figure out where he was. Well, you guys did. I knew where he was. <laughs> 
see here. Did we... I think we just started heading back to town. Or did that... No, that was one, because Frank wasn't actually on that one. Right. So that... All that combat took a little bit longer than normally would. So we ended there. And... Where some of my lack of preparedness comes into play, so I threw in against the dead hands from the dungeon crate and used that as a staging point for where Obeg was. Yes, and that was our first split the party. We came in different entrances of the hideout. Well, I had to find the hideout first, and we had just gotten the epic encounters thing from Dungeon Crate shortly before that also, and I used that, used some stuff from that, there's two guys drunk, singing, and you came across them and figured out that, hey, maybe these guys have this old bag that we're looking for. So tracked them back to the hideout, and it's this old abandoned inn that the Red Brands are using to help build some of their treasure hoard. So go in. Uh, split the party, one went in the front, and you guys came in the back, right? Or did we just go in and then... No, we went around different sides of the building. Uh, the bear... Which is Zip. <laughs> went in with Sildar. I believe so. And Frank and Leia and Face Bruiser <laughs> made a mess out of the other door. <laughs> <laughs> Kind of went through room by room like you normally do, killing bandits. Killing bandits, knocking over tables. Cleared that. No sign of an old bag, which is one of the running jokes because Kenku not understanding things and mishearing things and whatnot thought they were talking about an old bag and not a dwarf person. <laughs> so it became kind of a running joke. It was funny. <laughs> <laughs> he did do very well with that character. He did. So we cleared the main floor, and we weren't aware there was another one, so Frank and Leia broke into their stores of... Whiskey! <laughs> <laughs> um, got drunk. I forget how we ran I think he just... Had disadvantage on... We had disadvantage. Everything, or... On... Attack rolls and saving throws is how we ran it So we pretty much just treated it like exhaustion? Or just about like exhaustion? About. So Sildar, and I think it was just Sildar. So here I am as the DM helping out a little bit with my NPC. Found a stairwell to go downstairs in the back of the pantry or something. And went downstairs, set off a trap, but nobody was affected by it. The stairwell fight was a little disastrous and crowded. Oh, yeah, because you set off the flashbang. So they were alerted, and it did. It was pretty much just the first two who got there just did all the fighting. I think you kind of poked around and threw some Toll the Dead or whatever. Yes. I just waved some Toll the Dead around drunkenly. <laughs> Fell down the stairs a couple of times. Did fall down the stairs a couple of times. Into the other drunk person. <laughs> I was definitely more of a hindrance to the team at that point. At that point. <laughs> I'm definitely so, a hindrance to the team always. Downstairs, um, 
going room by room again, just killing bandits. Nothing too special. And we're just your general tropey, go fight things and win the day. Or knock yourself unconscious, as Face Boozer likes to do. <laughs> he does like to do that. So, still using the Dead Hands uh, map and some of the things that were in it. There's a Mimic in the one room. Also happened to be, well, that's where supposed to be Willowrin. Spoilers, I guess. <laughs> For any of those few people who haven't run that or anything. It's supposed to be Willowrin, which is leads into the third part of the Orbs saga. And so we just replaced Willowrin with Obeg and... I use the mimic as kind of a an alarm trap, where some like Frank or somebody went to look at it, and when they opened it, it screeched, and there's another one. But you guys were already engaged in that combat. But the leader of the this camp out was supposed to be alerted and stuff. So that was also the second splitting of the party. <laughs> and I did not go into this mimic fight. And the other two were in the mimic room. So save old bag and rest time, end of session three. So session four, go back to town. And this is one where I personally had a little bit of trouble dealing with because I knew it was going to be mostly um, social interaction, social encounters. And those are kind of really hard to prep for, even when you're trying to direct things as the DM because there's all kinds of places to go and who knows where they're going to end up. So it's just kind of prep was having a basic under idea of what the who was NPCs and who was what and what information they had and what I wanted to use. So we didn't get too deep into the quests on that yet. Just talk to the rock seekers. You guys got paid. Finally. Finally. After that, talk to the innkeeper. Talk to us who said his son had mentioned something about finding a hole and a cave entrance and almost got kidnapped. Yes. Or something. So him and his buddy ran back into t into the heart of town and you guys got that information, but it apparently wasn't good enough. So you decided to go out and get some more, which was fine because that led to some of the other encounters that are supposed to happen in town. Went to the Sleeping Giant Inn which is where the red bands generally hang out. And it, so just trying to find more information. I forget all the details, but ended up starting a bar fight, kind of. We did. And fought an ogre, which was something that I just kind of randomly threw in there, I think. Just to make, just to create an encounter. I think I used the epic encounters again for that but just to have a little bit of combat in there to make it worthwhile <laughs> to give me something more to do and then we come out of the sleeping giant inn after killing this ogre and there's four red brands there said so heard that you'd been looking for them and wanted to put a stop to it so we murdered everyone all but one of them <laughs> then you and zip took the one that you didn't kill to out a little bit into the woods and decided to torture him. Leia, Leia isn't an evil person. She's just not exactly on the track of good. And it's part of her character development that she's doing bad things and being punished for it to teach her to be good. as part of her growth as a character. So yeah, she tortured him. 
But that's and this session as far as being a DM, I'll do a little bit just because it's relevant. But this was a good session for me because there was definitely a lot of stuff that I wasn't prepared for that you really couldn't prepare for because who knew you guys were going to take this guy out and torture him. I think I did a pretty good job of sticking to my guns and not giving anything up. Um, partially from a metagame standpoint, you guys had what you needed, but he just watched you guys manhandle and brutally murder his three friends. What reason did he have to suspect that you were going to not hurt him? It's true. I think at this point we began to question if we were really the bad guys. <laughs> yeah, you did a little bit. So also the party is split here. Uh, Frank and Face Bruiser wanted to go do something else, shopping or something. I think Face Bruiser went shopping and Zip Jeez. headed off into the woods. Not Zip, Frank. Frank headed off into the woods, yes. I knew what I meant. Yeah, I think Frank was just going to go find a place to hang out and then he decided that he wanted to try to find a wolf. And I think that's where the session ended. Yes, that is where the session ended. So... We're at five now. Yes. So for those keeping track, just keep track yourself. I told you we were going to get lost. <laughs> so we started the next session with Frank and Leia had levels of exhaustion because Frank was out all night uh, trying to find a wolf, which he failed at. And Leia was kept awake with nightmares that were gifted to her by her deity as punishment for the wrong that she had done. So we've got half the party starting with exhaustion. So that's almost two sessions in a row where <laughs> you're not at your best. So go downstairs, have breakfast, meet child, and he leads you to the cave. This is also where we decided to stop recording because it wasn't going well. So enter cave, uh, Fadanothic, I missed some pieces in here. I thought I had read through well enough and skimmed through decently enough or skimmed through decently enough, but I overlooked like a whole bunch of stuff and kept forgetting things. I, I don't remember the part where there's supposed to be a dead body in that cavern, but oh well, I made it work. So just go through and explore, empty room, fought the wizard which is one of the areas where I forgot things he's supposed to run out the secret passage to try to get away but he probably wouldn't have anyways yeah he's already almost dead after the first round of combat um, remembered something later but zip and bear form had grabbed some stuff so I was able to work it in there, the things that I missed. And then went and fought some bandits, and we ended the session there. So nothing terribly exciting. Did Face Bruiser die before we ended the session? Yes. Because that's kind of terribly exciting. <laughs> well, not terribly exciting, but it is an important thing to note. Yeah, so Matt had been struggling with this character anyways. I mean, he was playing it well, but he wasn't really into it. And if you're not having fun, what's yeah. the point? So he'd been trying to get me to kill him, kill Face Bruiser off for a few sessions now. Like, just do it, just do it. I'm like, no, we'll just wait until we clear out the red brands and well, we'll I just was, leave. The first time he tried to die, I was mean, and I did keep reviving him against his wishes. <laughs> <laughs> I 
So, Face Bruiser finally died. We already had another character from another game that we were trying to run that Matt and I were going to split because we were also going to split DMing responsibilities. And... So he just picked up that character and brought it and decided to bring it in that we would pick up in the next session. So, yeah, that's the end of this current session that we're talking about. And we just continue exploring this side, found the bugbears who managed to sleep through an entire combat. (laughs) They must have gotten to some whiskey or something. And this was one of the things we do in our games because we had leveled up before this. So, for explanation of character development, it was the first time that Leia had used one of her new spells and we made it kind of seem accidental. Yeah. Oh, yeah, because we found that arcane focus, that staff or whatever. Yes. Because we like to try and explain, make it relevant to the story, where this growth and stuff comes from. Yeah, instead of, like, in the middle of doing something, now you're magically all of a sudden better. Yes. I, I don't allow it until, usually until you go to bed or something, or you have time to look back and think on it or whatever. A long rest. But for, it's something we worked out for Leia's character, much of her stuff is accidental as she grows as a cleric. Because she wasn't raised about or anything, she's learning to work for this deity and to act as his So in a fit of rage, she accidentally cast Inflict Wounds on one of the bandits. And that's how we explained that, because of this arcane focus she had and she didn't realize she was holding... That when she reached out to cast another spell, because of the focus and her rage, it inflicted wounds instead. And that's how she learned that spell. I think I don't even think the arcane focus was a part of it necessarily, directly. You meant to do something else, but because you're angry, it just, the arcane focus glowed, so that's how you knew it was something mad, to let you know that it was something magical. Because that's the other side of things, too. I don't like to just give you things and be like it's worth this much and it has these properties you're not going to know that when you pick it up in the dungeon unless you take a moment to do an arcana check on it and even then i'm still not going to give you everything it's like how many potions do you have that you don't know what they are a lot (laughs) i have a lot of unidentified potions and i write them down and i make note of what they are i just don't tell you. You just find a bottle of pink stuff or a bottle of green gooey liquid. or And try to convince people to drink them. Yep. Sometimes it's just water. So that's how we do the learning of spells and the progression of character in that way. Yeah. To make it make sense. Because we, we don't like just the, even though you've never done magic before, you suddenly know all this stuff. Yeah. I mean, Leia hasn't done any studying. She doesn't have any books. She's never been taught by anyone. These things keep happening by accident. Every new spell she's done, it's happened accidentally. Because I am making the choice to cast it, but in previous discussions with the DM, I've explained that I'm going to use it this time so we can explain it in an accidental manner. Yeah. You know, for or story progression reasons. Or or whatever. Yeah. Because uh, that was the first time you used your divine, or one of the time. No. It was that time, wasn't it? Or was it another The time? Channel Divinity? Yeah. That was earlier. I forgot about that. Uh, it was the first time, because we were failing a little, little hard. So I got scared, and I instinctually grabbed my... This 
new holy charm that you found. My new holy charm. That had a faint glow purple to it. Purple glow. And when I grabbed it, it caused the... Uh, what were we fighting? I don't remember. I don't remember cause... what we were fighting either. But they glowed faintly purple, which is the color we've decided of my magic. And then the next time Frank hit it, it did more damage. And that was the first time I accidentally cast Channel Divinity, uh, Path to the Grave. I think that's what it is. I'm pretty sure. It seems legit. It does seem legit. If we're wrong, we're wrong. <laughs> so that's just one of the ways we handle learning new things in our games. And somebody had already had the map for Tabor Manor. I had the map. Frank had found an atlas and I had with a page missing, and I had this page that I gave to him because I assumed it was the yeah. missing page. So with that, they're able to find the secret passages to get to the other side because, you know, you're in the... You're in the bad guy's hideout. You gotta make sure it's clear. So, end up... And poor Matt ended up sitting out almost the entire session. Found, found their armory. Upgraded found armory. a few weapons. Tried upgrading anyways. Yeah, tried upgrading cause... because... Leia, by virtue of my dice, is the worst cleric. She hits maybe one out of 20 shots. I don't know if it's quite that bad. It's, like one out of every five bad. or six. No, it, it's worse than that. That's why I just don't. You haven't rolled a whole lot anyways on it. So you've hit three or four times out of... The whole entire time. I've only hit three or four times. Which, story-wise, makes sense because she's not wielded weapons well, in this manner. And going back to session one... Trying to come in, you're... Alright, I'm gonna have to go fight things for this guy. So you grab armor and... Yeah, it's her first time armored, her first time with a heavy weapon. Or any real weapon. <laughs> so it makes sense, but it is getting to be very frustrating. As the player. Yes. <laughs> Even the characters starting to like... Um, because it's not something, like, she's not able to play it off as easily too, I think. So we got out of there and we got to this room and there were skeletons. It was a tomb. A tomb. And there's, for sake of saving space and because I hadn't crafted anything and just explained that all the bodies were in the wall, um, that crypt style. And some, and they were armored. There's some armored ones, yeah. So Leia, by virtue of her previous profession, wanted to take it. Because she's got the belief system that if you're not using it, it's not stealing. And the dead can't be using it. And she was working on not giving into it when Frank egged her on. <laughs> so she ended up going and touching the skeletons to steal from it, which activated them. Yeah, because I'm not a big fan of the undead idea. I'm not totally removed from it in certain cases. But I prefer to think of a lot of those things more as being cursed creatures or in the case of skeletons constructs so that's why they were armored because it's part of their constructiness and what enables them to be able to move i don't uh, i think i buffed them up a little bit but just to make up for your guys's level and how awesome frank always does so fight some skeletons um creating commotion so bandits come from the other room because I do try to follow that logic. If there's enemies in adjoining rooms, 
there's a chance to stay here. And it's something I kind of borrowed from uh, Runehammer, Hanker Infernal. He has his three time three T's. It's timer, treat, and something else. I forget what the third one is. It's been a while since I've watched any of, any of those videos. But I like the idea of having that timer, so I'll roll my D4 to see how many rounds it is before they enter. So the bandits came in, so you're splitting off now, fighting these guys, and ended up winning. Go into that room, find a woman and her children, and then Iedos. So enter Matt. And Iedos is a tiefling warlock who is running from something. He took the haunted background. So, who Zip, I think, escorted him out? Was it just Zip? Yes, it was just Zip. Uh, after we had a conversation with the child and the crying woman, which made Leia uncomfortable. She doesn't like crying women and children. So they were escorted out, and we finished? Just, yeah, continued through the rest of the manor, because there's the front room, or the, the actual cellar. Because I think the way this place was, was their cellar, and then they added the crypt a little bit later, and then the rest was just dug out like they were trying to expand it or something. Yeah, so we finished clearing out the manor, or whatever this was, the crypt. Finished clearing yep. it out. Then you went back to town, um, did a little bit of running around, you went to the Temple of Luck. I did go to the temple because another thing that we do is we do use material components for our spells. So I had to go restock my holy water because I throw bless around like mad. <laughs> So yeah, you needed to restock that, mm -hmm. met an annoying child. Uh, I don't think any Zip sat down and started going through his stuff, which is where I was kind of glad we had a break in there because then I re remembered that I'd forgotten something. So in the book that he grabbed as a bear, he found a note to Yarno. And I could have swore I said something before you guys headed out, but I might have missed it or just everybody was talking and nobody heard me. Possible. Sildar came back and knowing Zip and wanting to see how things were going, sat down with him and was talking about not being able to find his friend and then find this letter. So you guys think you're in the clear, but he's maybe not because it seems like this is going deeper. So we think we've won our freedom. Turns out we're wrong. Well, not necessarily wrong. He's got to consult with... Lord Never Ember, which is going to take a couple of days because travel. Um, but also that there's new information that come to light that the Red Brands aren't just a new organization moving in because there's an opportunity here. They're under orders from this thing called the Black Spider, who turns out Yarno was working for. So this is me kind of dealing with you and Frank being conscripted into doing this. So, we're going to stop this recap here because we've got a few more to go for sake of length of video. Yeah. And we'll do we'll do another video with the rest of our the rest of our sessions up until current. Yeah. And then we'll try and keep current and we are going to try and begin recording again when we do enter the actual Storm Kings, which is why another reason we're making this update log. They said the main purpose is just that way there is a background for us doing this. 
and so we don't just seem like people who are just talking about things and don't have any experience. Anyways, so cutting yes. it off. Uh, thanks for watching. Like, comment, subscribe. Come back for part two. And until next time. Live to roll. <laughs>